podcasting climate.com podcast recorded live at the mymac.com studios it's your host tim robertson and chad perry it's Friday, February 11th, and this is your host, Chad Perry. And I'm Tim Robertson, and this is, like the intro said, the MyMac.com podcast. So, uh, how you doing, Tim? Oh, I'm not too bad. A uh, lot of happenings in the Mac world, especially with MyMac.com this week. Yeah, so I noticed. Yeah, our servers kind of went a little haywire. Jeez, uh, what was that? That was Monday. Yeah. Monday. Monday, we got slash dotted. Yeah. If, uh, you know, a lot of people may not know what that means. Uh, in layman's terms, that means slash dot org linked us, which is usually a really great thing. And it was a really great thing, except for we didn't expect that kind of traffic. And Yeah, we just literally had a lot of people show up to download the iAtari Mac, our Mac Mod video that was posted last Friday, a week ago. So thank you for making all the attempts. Please continue. I mean, I do think we have a mirror site now. Yeah, it's actually uh, linked now to the Internet Archive site. I actually uploaded the files, all four videos, to the Internet Archive, and they've got you know plenty of bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And so now the links from our page actually go to the Internet Archive when you view the videos. So, so do we have both large and small, or just the small now? It's actually a combination now. Oh. Um, I ran into some technical difficulties, so I just got it up there what I could. Um, I think most of them are, are the small files, but I'm pretty sure episode two is like the 100 megabyte large files. So, mm. regardless, it's all up there. People can watch the Mac Mod, iAtari Mac, and I tell you what, it was linked all over the internet. I was looking at our stat sites and uh, our stats, I should say, for the site, and it was just amazing how many different places um, linked it. Uh, I actually had got contacted by MacMod.com, which was a site that opened up just a few months ago mm -hmm. and of course we made our video over a year ago and came up with the name Mac Mod even before that so, so I, uh, how did they receive it <laughs> oh well you know the thing was they they initially sent me email saying hey we're opening a new site it's called Mac Mod and I went hey guys yeah. I, I want to share this with you because I don't want you to think that we ripped off your name mm -hmm. and I actually sent them the first episode really episode one yeah that was before Chris excuse me, Seabold did the voiceover. Mm -hmm. So they got to see a pre-edit of the first one, and uh, they really seemed to like it. And uh, they linked to, uh, on on Monday, or maybe it was last Friday, they actually linked, yeah, it was last Friday, they linked to the Mac Mod video. No, you know what, it was Thursday that we posted that. It wasn't last Friday, it was last Thursday. Last Thursday we yeah. posted, yeah. And uh, Mac Mod linked to it, and then they actually wanted to do an interview with me, they oh, they cool. didn't they didn't want to do it with you. Well, I was probably busy at the time anyway. So. <laughs> and so I, I did a quick interview with them, and that's up on their site. So we're getting a lot of traffic from MacMod. Uh, AtariAge.com linked it. What? Well, you got to figure it's an Atari Twenty Six Hundred <laughs> oh, that we, true. you know. So and, and there's some really nice discussions going on in uh, in their forums about it. And of course, <clears throat> I did go and look at the slash dot org comments on on the video and stuff. Uh huh. Boy, they ripped us apart. Did they? Oh, they killed us. What did they like, rip us for? Oh, everything. You know, the, the quality of the video? Well, or? the quality. We're stupid. We're dumb. Uh, why would we want to take a superior machine like the Atari 2600 and, and make it a lowly Mac? You know, it's yeah. a bunch of Linux guys, so it's yeah. you know, not a big surprise. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, I, and I didn't really care. You know, mm -hmm. I'm just glad that they wanted to see it to begin with. Right. So, yeah, I, I do want to thank them for. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, here's the other part. Because the traffic was so heavy that our site actually went down for a good majority of the day, mm -hmm. the problem with that, other than the obvious, was the day they linked us was actually the day on Friday. They linked it Friday. They didn't link it Thursday. Mm -hmm. Friday was the day that we launched. I'm sorry. They linked Monday. They linked Monday. We they, launched they Scroll linked Down it books. Monday, and that's the day we launched Scroll Down Books, our ebook publishing. Yeah. And so I really don't know how much potential business that we literally lost because people would come to the site and it wouldn't be there. And I don't really blame our internet service provider for turning off our website. Right. We are on a shared server, which means mm -hmm. we're not the only website on that server. Yep. But uh, it, it really hurt us. It did. Yeah, but I, at the same time, I think people know that, you know, my mac has been around for 10 years and, and we certainly wouldn't just close up shop overnight. No. No. And it, we got slashed out it, so. And we got slashed out it. That's right. Uh, but, you know, otherwise, things are going. <laughs> and, and I think the books will be real, well received because for five bucks, I mean, that's just a great deal for some good tips on how to use your Mac. Yeah, let's let's talk about the ebooks for a little bit. We, uh, we have launched a new venture, and it's called Scroll Down Books. And uh, you can find all the information you want about them at mymac.com slash ebooks. Or just go to the main site, and then you'll see an ad for it. And uh, we've released two books. That was part of our initial launch. And yep. we do have more being written now. Mm -hmm. In fact, when I post this podcast, we're actually launching kind of a subdivision of Scroll Down Books. It's it's technically not part of Scroll Down Books, and it's going to be a shareware. Uh, how do I describe it? It's a shareware ebook. Let me put it that way. And this one's being written by David Avery mm -hmm. on the new cell microprocessor. Mm. And I believe the first one is, you know, I want to say it's 25 pages long. Yeah. It's excellent work, obviously. It's by David Avery. Right. But uh, we're kind of going a different route with that. We're hosting it, but MyMac.com technically isn't getting any of the money for it. Right. Um, all he asks is if someone reads it and they enjoy it and they want to contribute, PayPal mm -hmm. him $1.95. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's a, a pittance. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing. So uh, check out our site. It's going to be in a shareware ebook which is not it doesn't roll off the tongue as nice as just ebook mm -hmm. but a shareware ebook uh you can download it free doesn't cost you a dime it's going to be in pdf format and if you enjoy it you know kick less than two bucks over to david avery via paypal and and uh that way <laughs> you okay yeah breathe <coughs> cardiac <coughs> clear <coughs> more tea clear <coughs> yeah so the difference between chad and i is he's sitting here drinking tea and I'm drinking a Mountain Dew. Well, and, and probably about 60 pounds. But well, th those are the main differences between... And hair. And hair. I've got more hair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, it's weird, though. Everybody on my side of the family, all my uncles are just going bald like crazy. And uh, even my grandma was bald. She wore a wig, you know, for, geez, probably the last 20 years of her life. And it was scary if you saw her without it. She looked like a freaking chemo patient or something. <laughs> um but uh, everybody's going bald over there. My dad's bald. You know? Yeah, I know your dad's bald. Well, and my dad was bald, so I, I just assumed that it would eventually catch up with me, which it did by the time I was about 30. So. Yeah, well, I'm 35, and I, I don't even have receding hairlines. Yeah. So, you know, and the thing is, I don't really care. Everybody's, I, I, there's a guy named Dan Hook who's always been very, he's a pretty good friend and all, mm -hmm. but he's been always 
always been very conscious about his hair. Right. And it's the, he's pretty much bald at this point, but he's mm -hmm. he's holding on to those threads that are still there. <laughs> you know, a couple from the front that are really long that go way to the back. Yeah. And he started doing the comb over until I told him I was going to chop him off if he'd stop. Yeah. Um, and he says, well, how would you feel if you were losing your hair? You'd be very self-conscious about it. And honestly, I, I don't think I would. I don't, I'm not. I, I would I just, like I said, it was just something I, I had to accept because it was going to happen sooner or later. My hair started thinning when I was when I was 19 or 20. So. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have cared a bit. Yeah, I'd like to see a picture of you with all your hair. That would be weird. I'll have to dig one up. I actually have a picture of me when I was uh, in, on foreign study in Denmark. I actually had long hair that came down over my face and down to my shoulders. But, yeah, that's something different to see. I'll have to dig that up for you. Well, we are still waiting on some feedback from... Uh, from listeners in either mp3 format or drop us a regular email and we have got a couple nice emails so far yep yeah where, who where was he from again uh he was from sweden sweden do you mm -hmm. remember his name oh i can't remember, I can't remember his name yeah it, it i was, feel bad was, now i do too i wanted to mention it yeah and uh it was I a pop pretty, up my email is it, it is it entourage uh-huh all right I, I keep thinking that you use the apple email program not, oh. not entourage I use Entourage myself, so yeah. yeah, and it's a good program. I I like Entourage, but it's it's starting to feel a little bit long in the tooth. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. You got that down. big long email from your brother. I got that one. Yeah. What is that thing that he made? Some kind of a paper mache. It's paper model. He makes paper models. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, it's that one, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Michael. 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 Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, he had some pretty good, uh... Michael Longfoss. Yeah. He, he wanted to know a little bit about the bald rat. Mm -hmm. So I sent him a picture, and I believe I emailed that to you as well. Yeah. I, I, re I really need to put it on the website. The This little picture that I used for a website that I started but never did anything with yep. called the bald rat. And, uh, what a just, ugh, horrible-looking little creature. Well, did you see that link he sent you with the bear with the mange thing? <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. That was talk about chemo. Oh, Oof. that's a scary looking Man, animal. Looked like a bear got hit by an oversized lawnmower or something. Like a shaved sloth. I mean, <laughs> horrible looking. I mean, if you're walking down the woods and you saw that, you'd shoot first and ask questions <laughs> yeah, later. Ah, ah, well, well, I'll be honest. They don't look near as threatening without their hair. You know, <laughs> no. they lose all that mass. They yeah. look kind of like. Gosh, you really are just kind of like a. Giant raccoon relative or something. You know, you know, and you know, if, if you're that bear and you don't have any fur like that, you, you can't be a badass bear. No, you can't. You'd be like, rawr, people be like looking at, wait, what are you looking at, man? You better stop looking at me like that. I, I'll bite you. I'm a bear. I am a bear. Well, and female bears, you can't hook up with a female bear. Talking about the hair thing. Oh, you know? yeah. That's a, now, that's, for a bear, that is a big thing. That, that so. is a big deal if you're a bear. But. Uh, I was on jury, jury duty this and last week. Oh, really? Yeah, what a pain in the something that is. So were you like, uh... You I, I was chosen for yeah. a jury, yeah. Um, all week you have to call in the day before to find out if you got to show up to the courthouse. Mm -hmm. All last week I just completely lucked out, and that was pretty cool. And then, uh, Monday I lucked out, didn't have to go. Mm -hmm. Tuesday, the day after we get bombarded, yeah. um... <clears throat> sure enough, I have to go down there. Mm. And it was an afternoon call. I had to be there at 12.30. I thought that was kind of strange. 12 so how, did, how did you organize things with the, with the baby? Uh, my wife's parents, Julie's parents, oh. came over and watched her. And Julie actually had to come out of work early because we had to pick up Brittany from school, too. Mm -hmm. 
And if I'm not there to pick up Brittany, then, you know, she, right. she goes to school on the other side of town. So yeah. Julie had to get out of work early to pick up one kid and blah, blah, blah. Mm. So I got picked for a jury. Uh, I'm sitting in the jury box as the lawyers are questioning us. Mm -hmm. They never even asked me a question. Never even asked me a question. And I'm, mm. boom, I'm on this jury. It was a pretty simple case. The, uh, the guy was, uh, got arrested. And when the police was bringing him into the jail, this was in Albion, Michigan, mm -hmm. when the cop came back out to his car, he found a, a little envelope of crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. And the guy had been laying in the back of his police car with his shoes off mm. after he got arrested. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get to find out as a jury why he was being arrested initially. That was immaterial. Right. Um, the only thing that we got to find out was when the cop took him out and went back and checked on his car, there's crack cocaine in the back seat. It was obvious right. where the crack cocaine came from. It was from the guy who, you know, he just took right. to jail. So it seemed like a pretty open and shut case. The prosecutor was very long-winded. Mm. I mean, it just, just talked and talked and talked and talked. And, uh, and, and the defense attorney was really stupid. Mm. I mean, I, you know, I don't plan on doing any crimes, but if I do... You don't want a public defender? Oh, I, don't, I don't know if she's a public defender, but she was horrid. I mean, yeah. she, it, was, it was just terrible. Um, the, the prosecutor, of course, presents his case first. He only has two witnesses. The first one is a cop mm -hmm. who basically says what happened. Right. And actually, the cop really didn't remember a lot of details. But this had happened in 2003 in the summer. May, I think, actually. So the cop didn't remember a whole bunch of details. And <clears throat> and it was always unimportant details. And I didn't. It, it really didn't distract from the fact that he found crack cocaine in the back of his cop car. And this is the guy that left it there. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he questioned the cop for maybe maybe a half hour, which is way overkill for, for the simplicity of this. The second witness he called was the state's forensic scientist to verify that it was crack cocaine. Now, you would think, just for the, the sake of speeding up a trial and not making the jury sit there bored out of their mind, that... The defense attorney and the prosecuting attorney would both say, you know, was yeah. this crack cocaine? Yes, it was. Thank you. Yeah, everybody can agree this is crack cocaine. Instead, the prosecutor goes through the entire process that he used, every chemical test in the world, to prove that this was crack cocaine. I'm sitting there thinking, we get it, it's crack. It's cocaine, <laughs> we know, we get it. 45 minutes. To explain to us the test that he used, conducted, to prove that this is cocaine. Does it take 45 minutes to say it was coke? It was a co it was crack. Right. Crack cocaine, that's what it was. No, we got to sit there for 45 minutes. I'm looking at the other jurors and we're all like, jeez. You know. And, and just to save our sanity, you would think, or even at least to win some brownie points, the defense attorney could have at least stood up and said, Your Honor, we're willing to stipulate that... It was crack cocaine found in the black of the police car. Get on with it, right? Right. So uh, it, it was pretty convincing, but there was a few holes in the whole prosecuting attorney's case, but <coughs> it, and it really revolved around exactly what the cop remembered. Right. But Which... it, it really was. The, co the, the police car was in a secured area where he found it and where they took the prisoner out. Right. There was nobody else around. The crack wasn't there before. It was pretty evident. Right. And uh, the worst thing that could have happened, the defense attorney put the witness on the stand, or put the 
put the guy in the stand. Defendant. Oh, yeah. geez, and he was horrible. Really? Oh, he's horrible. <laughs> and uh, the prosecutor just ate him up, and it was such a bad mistake, and everybody knew it. Mm -hmm. We're sitting there like, wow, they're actually going to put him on there? Yo, Anna, I, that crack wasn't there. I swear to God, the crack wasn't there. Um, please uh, direct all your answers to your attorney. Man, I'm just telling you, the crack wasn't in the car, man, and it wasn't my crack. <laughs> You know, I think, okay, there was no crack, and now it wasn't your crack. Well, if it wasn't your crack, then there was crack there. I mean, it was just like, right. guys going around in a circle. The worst part, you can't really bring, the prosecutor cannot bring up past convictions and stuff that a defendant has, because right. that's prejudicial against blah, 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 blah. But against his current case, right. Right. Mm -hmm. The first question that the defense attorney asks is, you served time in jail in Alabama, correct? And he says, yeah, but that was just for, uh, oh, how did he put it? Selling crack? <laughs> no, minor burglary. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there thinking, why would you bring that up? Oh, yeah. The pressing attorney can't bring it up. Why mm -hmm. would you just hang your guy out there? like? So, make a, a, a longer story a little bit shorter. Mm -hmm. I was the alternate. So, as soon as the jury got the case, I got to go home. Case mm -hmm. over for me. Right. Unless somebody dropped dead right then, then mm -hmm. I would take their place. But it kind of bugged me. And this was yesterday, or I should say this was Wednesday. Mm -hmm. and, and it kind of bugged me, but I, I really wanted to kind of be there. Yeah. And a couple of the jurors, as we were going back to the jury room, said, oh, that sucks because we, I was going to make you the, the foreman. I'm thinking, oh, goody, you know, this is what I wanted to do. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, one of the ladies gets my, my phone number. She says, I'll call you and let you know how it turns out. Right. And I'm thinking, well, they're going to convict. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't see how else they can't. Mm -hmm. I get the call to to uh, from the jury, from that lady, the next day. So yesterday. Yesterday, Thursday. Uh huh. They deliberated all day Wednesday, mm -hmm. all day Thursday, and it was a hung jury. Oh. Four people said there was too many holes, or she didn't even say that. They all agreed that it was his. They mm -hmm. all agreed that. He's the one that left it there. Mm -hmm. What they couldn't agree was, basically what it came down to was that there wasn't, or there was still a tiny little bit of reasonable doubt, and not even reasonable doubt, they just don't think that the prosecutor presented the case as well as he could have. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not their job. Their job isn't to judge how well the pro I mean, how well the prosecutor or how well the defendant executes their case. Their, their job is to look at the defendant and say, well, is he guilty or not? Right. That's what I thought. Look at the facts, and, you know, this isn't like, I don't know. This this isn't American Idol, you know. <laughs> well, or it's not Law and Order either. Yeah, that's right. You know, this, this is an NYPD Blue episode here. Yeah. I just I was just blown away. I, I asked her. I said, um, "Well, I take it there was a lot of argument." She says, "Oh, it was very heated at times." And she kept saying, "I wish you were there because I think it would have went the other way if you would have been there." And I finally asked her. I said, "Well, what do you mean?" She says, "She said, well, you seem very um, articulate." I'm not mm -hmm. usually one we're recording here. But she says, I, I just think that you probably could have convinced them. And honestly, I, I probably could have. Mm -hmm. um, it was just, I, I couldn't believe that the guy got away with it. Not necessarily, I mean, the prosecutor could still retry him. Right, well, he's already being convicted for something, obviously. They picked him up for some reason. And he was arrested before in Alabama or wherever right. the hell it was. And this, so this is really his third strike. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just couldn't believe that four of those people couldn't convict. I'm like, who... Who cares how good the prosecutor did? Right. 
they found crack in the car. Yeah, if you all agree it's his crack and they found it in the car when he was arrested, then obviously Case he's closed. guilty of having crack. Yeah, at, at the very least of possession, even if he's not selling it. They the the jury was hung and he got away with it. It's crazy, I know. Well, enough about uh, court appearances and jury duty. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, the uh, latest write-up in Fortune magazine for Steve Jobs and Apple Computers. Yeah, I know you didn't get a chance to read it yet. I scanned over the the little entry catcher articles they had, but you know, of course, you can't access the entire interview without a member, without being a, a subscriber. So, well, actually, you can. Yeah. Yeah, if you click on the link and, and it comes up, well, you have to be a paid subscriber to Fortune magazine to read this, mm -hmm. which. Let's be honest, it's a really stupid thing. What? It, if I'm already a subscriber, why do I need to jump on the website to read any of this stuff? Well, you wouldn't because you'd have the magazine already. Yeah, you know. And Jobs is on the front cover this this month, isn't he? Uh, I think it's... I, he might be. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a subscriber to Forbes. No. But anyways, there's actually a website that you can go to to get passwords and usernames and stuff mm -hmm. like that to get into these sites that require... Uh, resign uh, resignation, <laughs> a subscription, yeah, a subscription or a registration, that sort of thing. Right, and uh, it's called BugMeNot.com, huh. which is a really cool site. And I heard about it on TV once. I completely forgot about it, and I found it online again today when I was trying to hack my way into the Forbes site because I I wanted to read this interview with Steve Jobs. It's actually five pages, mm. and uh, it's it's a really interesting article as a hardcore Mac user I don't I don't learn anything I didn't already know right um, although he does have three testicles which you know I didn't know that <laughs> so there you go <laughs> right and uh, anyways no he, he doesn't have well, well he might have three testicles I don't know well he's a big risk taker yeah he's got balls that's for sure he's, got, yeah, he's definitely got balls <laughs> um, <laughs> it, 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 really the, the the focus I thought it was going to be more about the iPod than anything Right, and it was really about how Apple software is what's driving the company, mm -hmm. and and that's really always that's the way it's always been. I mean, it's always been about the Mac OS. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been about which computer is the fastest, which is the most affordable. It's really been about the Mac OS, and now of course the Mac OS X. Mm -hmm. And uh, Steve Jobs talks about in two thousand, he was so focused on getting iMovie working video editing on the Macintosh right. that he felt like he, he completely missed the boat on MP3s and the whole music thing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that he, and he explains how hard they had to work to catch up. And of course now that not only did they catch up, they're so far ahead of everybody. Right. I mean they own 70% of the, any music bought online is bought through the, bought through Apple now, <sighs> iTunes. I didn't realize it was that big. Yep. And, and the iPod really was an outgrowth of that whole thing, you know, they they built iTunes to be a music music jukebox and a an application to rip your D, your CDs onto your computer. That's what iTunes was originally was for. Mm -hmm. The iPod was created to work with it. They they had it and they thought, well, how can we let's integrate this with some kind of a portable device? And that's really where the iPod came from. Mm -hmm. And then once the iPod was created, they said, well, wait a minute, how it kind of sucks that people have to go and buy the music and rip it from the CD onto their computer and then put it on the iPod. What if they could just buy something online mm -hmm. and it goes right to their iPod? Mm -hmm. And so 
really the iPod creation came out of the software development and mm -hmm. iTunes. Right. I saw an interesting uh, quote from that article where they talked about, I think they asked them five questions, uh, and I don't remember quite, quite what all of them are, but I, I think one of the ones was, you know, how are kids today different than they were when you were started this business? And he basically said, you know, now, he said, you can take your iPod, basically, take your music with you, download what you want, listen to what you want. He said, eventually, I, I see it where, you know, instead of, you know, putting a CD player or a CD or a tape into a into a cassette player or into a regular stereo you just plug your iPod into your speakers and off you go yeah he said the other thing that was surprising to him is that when the iPod came out he said all the, <coughs> none of the other developers the hardware developers Sony or the other big names wanted to deal with the iPod yeah well one of the hardest things that Apple had to overcome was dealing with the music cartel i mean really they were very leery of any kind of download service. If you remember back just three years ago, they were suing everybody. Well, they still are, but... And they all pretty much publicly came out and said they have no plans on offering their music electronically. Right. Because they couldn't control it and bootlegging and all that. Of course, Apple's changed the entire landscape. Although, as popular as the iTunes Music Store is, it's only 2% of total music sales, which is right. nothing. So, it has a lot of expansion, a lot of room for growth. And a lot of opportunities for Apple's competitors to step in and take a larger chunk of that market. Right. Fortunately for us, and Apple really, is Steve Jobs is a pretty smart guy. Mm -hmm. And Apple is always on the cutting edge. So I don't really think someone's going to come in and undercut them and, and steal that music business away very easily. You know, mm -hmm. they own it. And I think they're going to aggressively keep it. Unlike what they did with the Mac OS back in the 80s. You know, they're right. going to keep the crown jewels this time. They're not mm -hmm. going to let Microsoft come in and, and steal it away from them. Right. You know. But it, it was still a real good article. One of the parts in there was that Apple originally went to Adobe and said, we would really like you guys to create a easy-to-use movie editing software. And Adobe said no. They, they weren't interested in that. And it really surprised Apple. So Apple said, well, screw it. If you guys aren't going to do it, we will. Right. And uh, they bought some software from Macro, Mike, Macromedia or Macromedia, somebody. Macromedia, sure. Yeah. And uh, that's where iMovie came from and Final Cut Pro. And uh, It's just amazing the stuff that, that Apple's created just within the last five years. is changing everything about computers. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the entire computer industry, and Jobs even talks about this, is, is really starting to catch up to where Apple was years ago. Well, I think one of his statements was that the uh, computer industry is focused mostly on hardware and failed to realize it's the software where the actual user interfaces with the system. Yeah, the Forbes article talks about the Apple gives away all the software for free if you buy a new Mac. You get iTunes. Mm -hmm. Well, you can get iTunes too for a PC, but yeah. you get iTunes, you get iMovie, you get iDVD, you get iPhoto. I mean, all these applications are bundled right with it. And they're all superior to what's, what's offered in the PC platform. Well, right? and they say that, that the to add all these features to a Windows PC is going to cost you hundreds of dollars, and then the applications themselves really don't communicate with each other, and it's hard for a PC user to understand how easy the whole iLife suite works together, just flawlessly. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're working on iMovie and you want to bring in music, there's a button right there, and that's a link to all your music in iTunes. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. And uh, it, it was a really good article. I liked it. It was very pro-Apple. And... Uh, it was kind of a joy to read after 
I, you know, I've been doing MyMac.com and MyMac Magazine prior mm -hmm. for 10 years, since 95. So I've seen the exact opposite, where you would read an article and it would just mostly be about how bad Apple is doing. Mm -hmm. And they're all oh, they're they're gonna die anytime, and Sony's gonna buy them, and no, Sony's gonna buy them, and you know, Apple has billions of dollars in the bank. And one of the interesting things that I read that I didn't realize is, you remember that 150 million dollars Microsoft invested in Apple that was announced at the 2000 Expo? No, I think actually I think that was the 98 Expo. Well, Bill Gates is right. big face on, and he they Microsoft basically bought 150 million dollars in Apple stock in exchange for continuing Word and uh, Internet Explorer on the Mac. Mm -hmm. And it was really supposed to be a sign to developers that Apple or that uh, Microsoft is supporting Apple. Right. Well, it turns out, do you know how much that stock is worth now? Oh. A billion dollars. A billion dollars. They invested <laughs> $150 million. That $150 million worth of stock is worth a billion dollars today. Oh. Cow. You know, the only sad part about that is, though, Microsoft could turn around and sell that stock, get their billion, and, like, buy a whole bunch of really good companies and just screw them. Mm -hmm. That'd be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. So we got a new little opening ditty at the beginning of our podcast today. Yeah, we worked that out today. That sounds real good, I, I think. I liked it. It was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, I was thinking about maybe doing some kind of a contest. Not necessarily today, but maybe for next week's podcast, starting a, a little contest. We could do like a name that tune type of thing. Drop in. So I'll throw in a couple, a couple little bites. Yeah, a couple little bites of songs, maybe five songs, mm -hmm. and the first person to email us the answers to those five songs gets, I don't know, like a ten dollar gift certificate to i the iTunes Music Store, or I don't know, we come up with a prize. Oh, that'd work. You know, something like that. Oh yeah. Um, and it's not because we are desperate for your feedback. Um. It's just like, you know, like anybody else, we like to hear from the people that are listening to the show. Absolutely. And, uh... Because we want to improve, and we want to hear from you how we can do that. Yeah, or is it stupid? I mean, right now I'm a little stuffed up, and my voice is kind of nasally, so don't hold that against me, but, you know, <laughs> it's not that I suck all the time. Um, but, you know, we really want some feedback. Let us know what you think. We'd love to uh, actually share your voice right here on the air with us. All you have to do is send an MP3 audio file to us at mymac.com at gmail.com. You know, that sounded like a good email address when I created it, but it sounds really confusing. mymac.com at gmail.com. Yeah. You got the two dot .com things in there. It's really... That could be confusing. Yeah. yeah. It's too late now. I already created it, but... Yeah. But this is the second time we've mentioned it on the show. We're going to continue to mention it every week, so hopefully if you're, uh, if you're a continuous listener or... A regular it, listener. You know, if you've got your own podcast, send us some details on the podcast as an MP3 file. You know, keep it a little short, maybe under 30 seconds or so. We'd be happy to drop it in as, you know, as long as it's appropriate. Yep. And uh, we'll share it with our listeners. And, you know, it's a good way for you to kind of branch out and reach some new people that you might not have. But uh, regardless, send us some email. You can reach Tim at publisher at mymac.com or just Tim at mymac.com. That's kind of easier. Yep, or you can reach me at chadperry at mymac.com. And uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with a good show, I hope. Oh, yeah. Talk to you later. See ya. When you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener.